You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, Monday the 26th of June 2017. (laughs) Hello and welcome to you all. Yes, this podcast is all about Big Finish Productions, the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books. Things like Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, the <laughs> Avengers, The Prisoner, The Omega Factor, Survivors, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Dracula, Dracula. I did not do the voice, Dracula, Frankenstein, ooh, Hamlet, no quotes here, The Adventures of Bernice Summerfield. Really, I could go on all day. I'm Benji Clifford. Right. <laughs> He's a big Finnish sound designer and composer. Thanks for keeping up the momentum there, Benji. A huge <laughs> fan of anything a bit retro, a dab hand at the kazoo and jaw harp, also a singer, songwriter and live gig sensation. I'm Nick Briggs. That's right, Mr. Nicholas Briggs, a man who has travelled across the universe. He's been to the Bedford Mines. He's been to the planet Exelon. That city, that was one of his bits of work. He's a legend. He can do Dalit voices. He can play the keyboard. He can do writing, directing, acting, producing, you name it, he can do it. It's Mr Nicholas Briggs. Thank you, and don't name it because I might not be able to do it. (laughs) And here's what happens in a Big Finish podcast. If you've never heard one before, you're in for a treat. If you're a regular listener, let's hope you're still in for a treat. Fingers crossed there. It's basically this. News, listeners' emails, guest star interview the randomoid selectatron, the latest releases, and a 15-minute drama tease. That's right, uh, yeah. News, but it's big finish news, obviously. We're not covering what's going on in the rest of the world. That's not interesting. This is, this is your dose of unreality. Listeners' emails, well... Uh, Benji, that's one of your favourite things. Love an email. You know that as, as well as I do. Love them. Love them. And yeah, podcast at bigfinish.com if you want to email them. A guest star interview. Well, yeah, well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. The Randomoid Selectatron. That's, what's that? Well, the Randomoid Selectatron is, is, is a rather, is we basically we built a robot. It's this huge machine and it goes into Big Finish Towers and it will select yes, a... a huge killer robot. Wotan. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it goes and it always it will pluck. Oh, is required. Um, uh, and no, no, <laughs> no, no, that ne- never happened. Um, and it plucks a release from uh, the archives, and we'll tell you a little bit about it. You know, we we might tell you a lot about it. We might tell you a little bit about it, and it could be anything. And just to make it even better, Hannah Newman, who is one of our listeners, has actually taken the data banks from Ran the Randomoid Selectron and put it on the internet for you to. Do yourself, so so uh, we'll, we'll pop a link in there. It's all right, isn't it? I think that's explained everything. Um, yes, the guest star interview is with John Heffernan, a very popular, prolific actor on British TV at the moment. He's also done quite a lot for Big Finish, including playing one of the new number twos in the upcoming volume two of The Prisoner. Which good is choice, in, good uh, choice. Yeah, it's out in August. And um, uh, that's where I grabbed him for this interview. Not in August, I mean at the recording for The Prisoner Volume 2. I haven't got a time machine, though. that'd be ridiculous. Uh, the drama tease is from our upcoming H.G. Wells dramatisation, The Island of Dr. Moreau, adapted by Ken Bentley, starring Ronald Pickup and the aforementioned John Heffernan. You see, he gets around, Danny. So, there you have it. Now, what time is it? I think it's time for the Big Finish News. This is the Big Finish News. Cue 
Well, what's he got? Oh, it's nothing exciting. It's just the, the usual old, the usual old chestnut, you know. Was that was something you just made up? Um, it was. It, it, I sort of started making it up, and and then I realised it was it was this bit of music from the Singing Detective, and then so, and then once I realised that, I I was too busy thinking about it, and I forgot how it actually went, and so I made the end up. <laughs> so it's it's sort of I don't know what it was really. Sounds like a waste of time to me. It's a waste of oxygen. Buck up. <laughs> Buck up with your kazooing. Well, I just heard a beep on your, on your end of van. Do you reckon, yeah, do you reckon yeah, they, they heard me and thought, I said, back up, back up. <laughs> <laughs> Vehicle reversing. Beep, beep. Oh, yes, the whole building, the building site's in full flow, and I've had to open the window because even though it's not that hot anymore, we have had a heat wave in the uh, UK since the last podcast, um, it's, it's still pretty hot in here. It's basically uh, to describe what the heat wave has, has been like here. You know, in Death to the Daleks, when the Exelon City melts at the end, which yes. is which yes. is basically what I believe they're pouring. They pour something on on top of polystyrene, don't they, to make it do that? I thought they use blow torches or hair dryers. Yes, hair dryers and blow torches. You're completely correct. Well, that's basically how everybody felt in the UK. Yes. It was like that. We all felt sort of going. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it without laughing. <laughs> now the universe is only down to was it? How many wonders was it? Because there's more than more wonders. Yeah, seven hundred wonders. Seven hundred ninety-nine or seven hundred. We're just messing this up. Um, never mind. Never mind. We're supposed to be fans of Death to the Daleks, and we can't even quote it. We actually. can't even quote. Yeah, but it's because we. That talk- way leads to hair dryers. <laughs> that way leads to debt. <laughs> that was Bilal anyway. when he when he did uh, the Lloyd's. No, he did he did the Inland Revenue commercials, <laughs> didn't he? Well, I suppose you better do the news since yes, the music's playing and everything. Indeed, he do. So, the worlds of Big Finish. You may have been aware of some special offers on the BigFinish.com website, offering rather attractive discounts on some great audio drama. The final day of this offer is Sunday, the twenty-fifth of June, with some offer closing on the evening of monday the 26th of june so uh you can only catch this basically if you've downloaded or streamed this podcast on the sunday or monday if you're listening to this on tuesday wednesday thursday or friday or any other day after monday the 26th of june you have my profoundest sympathies unlucky but anyway (laughs) (laughs) sounds really sympathetic unlucky unlucky your fault not mine uh, see, it's good to see. This is why you know the podcast. It's always good to to get your ear pods on and have a have a little listen because you never know what sneaky little bits of information, previews, and I'm yeah. trying to think of something else with P to it's, make it sound nice. Previews and pleasantries you may peas. hear and peas. Yes, it's not just white noise, you know. Although yeah. we're going to give that a go on one of the podcasts. <laughs> the white now noise, the big finish podcast. <laughs> I love the way we both did that. That's going to be wonderful in stereo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So sad. Uh, Anyway, so the ranges on offer are Sherlock Holmes, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Iris Wildtime, Graceless, Vienna, and Bernie Summerfield. 
And the codes for the discounts are as follows. Graceless, there's 40% off. And the code is GRACE1717. Sherlock, 60% off. And the code is HOMES1717. Do you get the pattern here? Dorian Gray, 50% off. Gray, that's G-R-A-Y, 17. Iris Wildtime, 50% off. Super sore away. <laughs> Iris, <laughs> buck up. One seven. Uh, Vienna, fifty percent off. But I didn't realise how boring this was going to be to read out. Uh, Bounty, one seven. Oh, not Vienna, one seven. Ooh, bit of a yeah. Uh, Benny, forty percent off. All audio titles. Benny, one seven is the code. Please. No, please not, as I've written here, but I think I meant notes. Please note that only one discount code can be applied to a basket at a time. So orders across different ranges will need to be placed separately to take full advantage of the savings. Don't forget, UK postage on bundles is free. And it's just quickly worth noting as well that that was Iris 17, not Iris Buckup 17. No, yeah, just, in case you, just in case you take it literally, which don't would be funny. anything I say literally. Just like the idea literally of somebody sitting in there going no fuck back up back up big finish website it's not working (laughs) (laughs) inevitably someone will think that yeah i'm I'm sure but there we go so worth taking advantage of i dare say so next up in the news i've never heard of this writer before he's he's completely uh (laughs) off the grid as far as i'm concerned bit of a newbie or if or if you've uh if you've listened to time of the daleks uh he doesn't exist anymore um Big finishism. So, coming up in October 2017, Big Finish continues its William Shakespeare adaptations with King Lear, starring a full cast of Big Finish talent. David Warner plays King Lear, and his daughters are played by Lisa Bauman, Louise Jameson, and Big Finish newcomer, although she's already recorded a Tom Baker story for release in 2019, Finty Williams, who's brilliant. Uh, she was in Gosford Park, The Importance of Being Earnest, and by the way, <laughs> she's Judy Dench's daughter. Um, the ageing King of Britain, Lear, decides to divvy up his kingdom between his three daughters, Goneril, Regan, and Cordelia, to prevent conflict after his death. He puts them to a test, asking each daughter to tell him how much she loves him. With disastrous consequences and unable to believe his beloved daughters are betraying him, Lear starts to go insane. Oh, yeah. I did it when I was at drama school, you know, King Lear. I actually played King Lear when I was like 21. It was ridiculous. I bet that was so much fun, though. It was a great play, King Lear. It was. There's so many things I could tell you, but... um, (laughs) Best leave it till after the podcast recording is <laughs> over. I think my favourite Shakespeare is probably Richard the Third. I love that. I love that. The, the tortured character of poor old Richard, King of the Car Park, uh, as he is now known. I'm sure he'd be really disappointed. That's, that's about where that. his skeleton was found, wasn't it? Indeed. Oh, the indignity of it all. Um, yeah, it's going to be an epic production. It's directed by Barnaby Edwards with Howard Carter creating the sound design and music. King Lear is available to pre-order from the Big Finish website at, from Monday the 26th of June, at a very attractive pre-order price. The, the Sorry, app, yeah, the, I t- I've typed an at in there, thank you <laughs> for reading it out. No, it, was, it, was at, it was at from Monday. It was, it's just, it's a <laughs> at new, from Monday? It's, it's our new sort of calendar dating system. <sighs> Next up. Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons.
course you remember him and them. Well, as you know, a stupendous 50th anniversary box set of Captain Scarlet goodies is coming your way this September. And on Tuesday, the 27th of June, we'll be revealing the cover artwork. We're not revealing it in this podcast because, well, you know, it's uh, it's a bit visual. <laughs> but just imagine how brilliant it is. I've seen it. It's brilliant. It is gorgeous, isn't it? It's, yeah, <sighs> breathtaking. And remember, Captain Scarlet is indestructible. You are not. Yes, you! Buck up! Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Captain Scarlet. Dum 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 dum. That was the that was the budget version. That's that's how the music sounds on these box sets. We 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 can't afford the orchestra, so we're just we're going for the kazoo. That's uh, not true. That's not- <laughs> So, uh, th- so that's basically the end of the news this week. Uh, it's been great fun. I mean, that is a huge, you know, that is a huge compressed package of, of wonderful things from from the uh, from the hugely famous franchises to the even more hugely famous franchises. You name it, it's huge. So there you have it. Um, and what we're going to do is, I might as well just, I'm just going to let the news go out in the garden. It's too hot to to make it do anything else. Yeah, bye. Bye, news. Have a good one. Get me a lolly. Get me a 99, which, if, if you're from anywhere else other than the UK, is is an ice cream famously... Um, it was famously called the 99 because it cost 99p. However, now, if you want to buy a 99, it's probably going to cost you about £2. Yeah, um, £2.50 for oh, my local park. For the, mm. for, for, if you want to flake with it, which I yeah. thought was part of the 99. Uh, yeah. But, but, yeah, madness. Absolute madness. Buck up! Buck up! If you're listening and you're in the, you're involved in the ice cream trade, have a word. This is not on. <laughs> Dear I think me. we may have missed the boat on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Time now for listeners' emails. Lovely, lovely emails. My favourite things. And remember, all you have to do to take part is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P-O-D-Cast at B-I-G-F-I-N-I-S-H dot C-O-M. There we go. <laughs> C-O-M. C-O-M, uh, you know. C-O-M. Uh, I did a little reminder that we were recording the podcast today on my official Facebook page. That's Nicholas Briggs Official, I think it's called, funnily enough. And it provokes a little flurry of emails. Here are some of them. Ooh, I like a flurry. I like a flurry indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, where? Oh, no. I don't know why I just assumed I would have an umbrella next to me, but you can do a wonderful flurry with an umbrella. Oh, I've got one here. Excellent. Do the flurry. You can do a sort of... Oh. Or a pterodactyl. You can do a pterodactyl, can't you? Excellent. <laughs> Sounds a bit a like BBC. a steam train as well, doesn't That's it? That's a BBC pterodactyl. I, I listened to some old BBC drama. It was like... <laughs> The metal it's a pterodactyl. Metal, it's, a me- yeah, it's, it's a cyborg pterodactyl. I love that it though. That's incredible. That I happen to, I happen to have it. That was perfect. You, you see, you, you listen to this podcast, and you, you never, you you never quite know what you're going to get. But in yeah. in times like this, you get absolute quality. 
Um, <laughs> and that's very much proof that uh, this podcast has been recorded in England. Is, uh, that's the English for you. Prepared for all weather. Even in this really hot weather, I still have an umbrella in my bag, just in case. Just, just you know, in case. Well, you don't want to get caught caught out in the rain, as they between say. Between here, you know, between the shed and the kitchen, you know, it could be mayhem. Well, I mean, this morning we had hailstones and, and you know... We didn't hear, mate. Well, we, we did hear, and I can tell you that. If you were out in that... That's it. Off to off to accident emergency with you. What oh, like like just a little bit bigger than peas. Oh. I'd say they were they weren't huge, massive rocks, but it was enough to be irritating, loud, and annoying, and for mm. me to think, oh, well, that's the car scratched. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. British weather for you. Can't do any more foley recording with that. No, well, on. unless mm. you want the doctor to sort of sound like he's been pelted with peas. <laughs> <laughs> come on, that's then. Come enough. along. Ow, ooh, ow. <laughs> I'm writing a script called Pelted with Peas <laughs> right now. Doctor Who and Pelted with Peas. Starring the Poddington Peas. <laughs> the 1980s children's television programme, um, which was terrible. Uh, so yes, I anyway, um, that. Oh, it wasn't very good. It had a great theme tune, though. Um, down at the bottom of the garden. Anyway, back on with the emails. So <laughs> first up then, this one's from Jamie Clysdale. Dear Benji and Nick, changing it up a little. I like it, like it. Buck up! Um, you actually bucked up already. I'd say change it around. That's, that's some bucking up straight away. It is, yeah. Uh, I'm a new emailer, and I'd like to firstly thank you both for the amazing work you do. For me, Big Finish is one of the best things about Doctor Who, and I love it dearly. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. My questions to you, should you wish to accept them, are as follows. Are there any plans for any future series for the following lines? The Lives of Captain Jack, The Diary of River Song, or Tortured One? Nick? Well, you know, no news as yet. Or is there? No. It's a very good ideas, though. Da, da, da. <laughs> I saw you pick that up from him. I thought, is he having a cigarette? <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> he just decided to smoke. <laughs> yeah, for quite. Anyway, um, so, yeah, for quite. Yeah, for quite. Uh, uh, so, the <laughs> so the next question uh, is... After that thoroughly... Um, after that relaxing... Pointless answer. Pointless answer there. Uh, my other question is this. If you could only work on one big finish range for the rest of your career... Which would it be and why? God, that's difficult, isn't it? That is a difficult one. I can't I can't seriously answer it. What's your answer? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm torn between two, which is really which is really frustrating because obviously Doctor Who is is Doctor Who, you know, it's is I did I didn't own a full size Dalek. Uh, for nothing but that said Survivors is such fun and that's such an adventure it's quite uh, depressing at well, times that's, that's <laughs> what I was going to say I, I don't think I could work on that for the rest of my career because I think my career would be very short and I would spend the rest of my life just crying um, and, and being quite <laughs> as indeed sort of... I've done whilst working on it as well. <laughs> so, yeah, for all I'll, the right reasons obviously oh definitely definitely so I'll go with Doctor Who because it's, it's huge variety uh, you know it's, you could do a million different stories in a Doctor Who yeah, but does he mean one particular kind of Doctor Who range? Oh, no, that, that's very difficult. That's the thing. You see, I would probably say... I don't know. You see, I th what you've put your finger on here, Jamie, is that the whole business about 
why I like what I'm doing in my life is that I get to do what I want and it has lots of variety in it. So I can be doing, you know, the War of the Worlds, which I'm working on at the moment, uh, which is a huge challenge. And uh, The Prisoner, which I'm working on at the moment as well. And a third Doctor story, uh, The Conquest of Far, which I'm working on doing notes for the sound design at the moment. Uh, and yeah, and I can't. And, and also Tom Baker stories coming through that I'm doing notes on and I'll be directing one next week. Um, I mean, I. Yeah. I mean, I suppose the Tom Baker ones are really significant to me because I was, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old when Tom first started. So, yeah, that not doing those would be a huge blow to me, but I couldn't bear not doing The Prisoner or... And I also want to, you know, I've got an original series for Big Finish that I'm creating coming up soon that I'll be doing. So that's that's exciting as well. Um yeah, it's variety. I, th- I think I'm with. I think I'm with you on that one. It's, it's, it's a fail on that for me to answer it. Yeah, but I, I think I think what, what you've done though is is just is you may have not you may have not got the answer you wanted, but you've certainly got the answer that you needed, and that is <laughs> that's big finish. There is a huge variety of of different things, and that's and that's what makes it so good. And, and I completely. Mm. Uh, agree with Nick on that one. It's it's nice to it's nice to finish one thing and then slip into something else, and mm. because then as well, I think if I did the same thing for the rest of my life, it, it would it would a you know you you very quickly find it all merges into one long project f- forever. So it's kind of nice to to stop, go back, and then you get that enthusiasm back up again. Yeah. And that's why, you know, people like us end up doing jobs like this, because we're the kind of people who don't want to just do one kind of thing. You know, we want to do well. And we're lucky enough to have the opportunity to, you know, and I'm lucky enough to be doing writing and directing and uh, music and and talking to Benji. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I try to stop doing my work which i did try on sunday i ended up making a video with my son you know oh. which i ended up shooting it and editing it and doing a sound dub on it i thought i'm just doing my job here but <laughs> on a different slightly different subject so every I'll- year i do a video with ben about him at a certain age just before his birthday so i've done a ben at five ben at six and ben at seven now oh that's and i interview him and i film him doing stuff and we sort of cut bits in of him running around as a sort of like the equivalent of a photo album with him expressing opinions on school and what have you. Yeah. He's going to love that, isn't he, when he when he brings the girlfriend round in yeah. years to come and you say, have a look at this. <laughs> I know, and he's, you know, he's at that lovely age before he becomes anywhere near a teenager. You know, he's just about to turn eight. Well, it's, it's... And there was a lovely moment that brought tears to my eyes when I said to him, um, what are your favourite things? And he said, well, you and mummy... Oh. And I said, like a cynical old son, so I said, do you mean that? And he looked at me, almost totally affronted, and he just went, yeah, you're the best. Oh. And it was just, it's like, how could you possibly doubt that I think that? I think, cut to, you know, him being 17, it's like, oh God, have you been in my bedroom again? I hate you, <laughs> I hate you all. Slams the door. <laughs> Deliberately goes up the stairs really loud. Yeah, <laughs> mind you, he does that already. <laughs> You see, try to force I, him to eat carrot. See, all I do is I don't I don't have any any pets, uh, any uh, uh, children. So I just I just film any my pets? I just film my dog. <laughs> That's what I do. I just make films of my dog. Just watch him. Like, here he goes. Look, 
that's him in the garden. Yeah, <laughs> just, just sitting down. Did you try interviewing him? Uh, yeah, he, do- he doesn't talk. He actually, my one, dog doesn't bark at all. Oh, I know. I was yeah. just going to say one bark for yes, two for no. But yeah, I no, he just said he was quiet. Very quiet, very quiet chat. Well, I suppose we better put Jamie Clydesdale out of his misery and finish the email. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So yeah, um, he says here, many thanks for hopefully replying and it will be great to finally feature on the marvellous podcast. Best wishes, Jamie Clydesdale. Well, we did reply and probably gave you a bit more uh, than you can chew. Yeah, <laughs> spit it out. Uh, I just wanted to assure Cole Graylis or Colin de Creus, I don't know which is his real name, uh, that, um, and he was the one who sent me that lovely um, Vision Express glasses case that I then blooming well left on a train coming back from Tunbridge Wells, uh, that we did receive your rather wonderful podcast artwork, Cole or Colin. I did, in fact, use it on my Nicholas Briggs official Facebook page, which I seem to be promoting quite a lot. So do pop along and have a look. It's fabulous. It's like a picture. I sent it to you, didn't I, Benji? Is that the one with both our faces? Like, yeah, with very... you looking, um, yeah. What was it uh, Tom Saunders said? It was a photo he took of you where it's your, did I leave the iron on look? Oh no no that was no that was Lisa Bauman took that one. Oh really? That was that was when um yeah it's, it's that was when she uh she had to pop off to do something. We were at, we were up in Newcastle and and I sat in her seat and then and then halfway through sitting there I realized I realized that I was sitting where she'd be sitting and I had lo- all the the sort of print offs of Lisa Bauman stuff there so I, I put a bit of paper I said I'm not Lisa Bauman and stuck <laughs> it in front of me and then she came back loved it and took a photo of it and, and the rest they say is history the funny thing about it there's the, I don't know it's either that photograph or another one where you're there and in the background there's a picture of me and Sherlock Holmes <laughs> judging Crystal me. D she put she put <laughs> She put a detail of a bit of you and that and me looking over your shoulder. She just she just put that on the internet. You know, it's, oh like, my god! Nah. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely it's it's because you're you're looking completely like sort of right judging me there. Can't escape you, Nick. Can't escape you. <sighs> Anyway, uh, next up, this is from Drew Hayden. Salutations, Nick and Benji, or Benji and Nick, if you'd prefer that. I have no preference. No, I'd first me. like to say <laughs> that I'm a huge fan of Big Finish Productions. Well, thank goodness. Uh, we've yet to receive an email from someone who says, I hate you and everything you do. But, you know, maybe I've just encouraged that. Uh, and have been listening to your wonderful audio adventures for some time. That said, I've only recently started listening to your podcast as I recently started a housekeeping job and have a lot of time on my own cleaning hotel rooms and take that time to listen to your podcast. It is always fantastic and usually puts a smile smile on my face that fortunately no one can see not that i'm ashamed of finding enjoyment from the podcast or big finish it would just take some explaining to those unaware i've seen you in this case nick at chicago tardis for many years and i always make sure to go to at least one thing you do and drag my friends who may or may not be as enthusiastic as me charming as it is oftentimes as it is oftentimes a highlight of the convention. Yes, I can tell you're American by the fact that you use the phrase oftentimes. Anyways, that was the obligatory ego stroking, <laughs> sort of, and on to the real purpose of this here electronic letter. I know that you people at Big Finish are always on the lookout for new and interesting properties, properties in which you can tell 
new and interesting stories you do love stories after all see what you did there mm-hmm. well done drew and was curious if you knew of in the flesh do you know in the flesh i heard of it i'm just gonna have a little double know. double check it's what i actually think it is this bafta uh, award-winning yeah, series because it yeah, it's it's a it's a bbc series but i thought because because you're over in america i, I was wondering if it was another thing but yes no i, I do know in the flesh yes What's it about? It's about. I think it's about a guy who he's basically it's a zombie, but he's not a zombie. He's kind of like he's reanimated, and it's all about him kind of back in society. It's quite. Oh, it's is qu- it about there's a zombie plague, but some of them are rehabilitated? Yes, is that what it's yes. about? Yeah, I have seen some of that. It looks very interesting, actually. I did. I saw the first episode. I think. Uh, yes, this BAFTA award-winning series has legions of fans, I want their names and numbers, who would love <laughs> to see the stories set up in the unfortunately short-running show to be continued. Oh, I see. Uh, you big Finnishites are fantastic at creating moods in your audio dramas, and I think that this would translate well to show that to a show that is as atmospheric as In the Flesh. If you were to make an audio series of In the Flesh, I know you would have my money. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading out the block capitals here. As soon as it is announced. Heck, I would probably buy four copies just so I could push it to my friends to uh, get them to understand me just as I have done with the DVDs of the show. I would now like you to imagine me. I'm fine looking whatever you want to imagine me looking like. On my knees, begging for this audio series, but knowing full well the likelihood of it not happening. Anyways, if you don't know of it, I recommend checking it out, which we have done now, as it is a show very dear to my heart. And if you do know of it, then where have you thought of getting the rights? From the BBC, I suppose. Anyway, Uh, also, if when the rights to Clara stroke me, in this case, me, not meaning me, a boy can wish, though, but meaning Ashildir. How do you pronounce her name? Ashilda. Ashilda, sorry. I've forgotten all about her. Uh, become available. Is there any chance that an, an audio of those two travellers... Tra- Hello, I'm reading. Uh, that an audio of those two travelling the universe would be something you would consider because I would pay you all the money for that, too. Please insert a question about the novel adaptation <laughs> range or why there aren't any stories involving 9, 11 or 12. Thank you. <laughs> it's a big world out there, says uh, Drew Hayden. <laughs> That's the reason that Drew has said that is because uh, one of the Chicago TARDISes, Jason and I were up on stage. Jason was suffering from um, jet lag and he got to the end of a long rambling answer and he just wanted to give a parting remark. He said, you know, because, well, you know, it's... Uh, it's a big world out there, <laughs> which had no relevance to anything he said, and I would not let it lie, and I kept ribbing him about it. And, he, and I went, what are you talking about? And he just went, I knew you were going to say that. And it was just <laughs> hilarious. So after every answer from then on, I kept saying, and, you know, it's a big world out there, which eventually changed to, it's a big Finnish world out there, which oh. is rather, I think he inadvertently created a, a great strap line. Yes, Drew uh, Hayden is the Lord President and Founder of the Gallifrey and Anthropology Club. Uh, President American String Teacher Association Ball State Chapter. Don't know what any of that means. Thank you, Drew. It's lovely to hear from you. I'm sure we must have met many times while you're sitting at Chicago trying to get your friends to be interested in what I'm saying. And they're going, Drew, can we just leave? <laughs> 
That was a good email. Uh, welcome, welcome to the. Uh, it could have been better read out. I feel. No, nah, it's perfect, perfect, mate. It ain't broke, don't fix it. It's a big world out there. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, thank you very much, and thanks for emailing in. It's always nice for new people to email in and this is another uh, first time e- emailer here and this is from a, a big big Finnish follower Jenny Shirt who I've met before I've met her at a convention before uh, uh, hi Nick and Benji I have never written in, into the podcast before it's really just a thank you to Nick for the Myth Makers videos which I loved watching and still do to this day thanks for all the hard work on Big Finish and Doctor Who You've brought a lot of great adventures and happiness to the ears of many listeners, including me. The podcast is great fun and really good to listen to, so thank you both. You make a great tri- you make a great team. My favourite classic Big Finish stories are Doctor Who and the Pirates, The Spectre of Lanyon Moor. I thought it was Langton Moor, isn't it? Is it Lanyon Moor? It is Lanyon Moor. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I'm just Langton. Thinking, I think I'm thinking of Lantern. What are they called? Those things you put round your neck. Um, I've lanyard, lanyard, sorry, <laughs> lanyard. Sorry, it's, it's the heat. I've gone mad. Uh, and uh, master, uh, and I'm loving the new, the new ones. I have a question for you both. However, if you could both be in a brand new big finished story of your own, written by you, which doctor would you choose to have in your story, and which enemy would you most like to be up against? Thanks again to both of you, Jenny Shirt. Uh, wow, goodness. Brand new Doctor Who Big Finish story of your own. Obviously, I'd like one with Matt Smith in. <laughs> hey. Clever, clever, clever. <sighs> oh. Uh, which enemy? Well, the Daleks, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Benji, what about you? Oh, do, do you know what? I would actually... Here's an interesting one for you. Uh, obviously, no surprise really here. But I, I would actually like... For the enemy, I would really love to see... Um, if you remember in that that Doctor Who story that we both love, Death to the Darks, they said that the Exelons actually, before they were these primitive sort of strange, they were basically the most powerful uh, yeah. time. Have you sh- not heard the Exelons? I have heard but, the Exelons. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like I'd like to see some. I'd like to see them being genuinely horrible and very powerful and taking on the Time Lords because they were both kind of in. I'm I'm fairly oh. certain that there was a throwaway line about the Time Lords. And the Exelons, the Exelons are vastly superior technologically to the Time Lords. No, that's yeah, not true. I'm sure they, no. I'm sure they, they'd invented, they'd invented something to do with space flight and tra- travel. Yes, but they haven't. They were not superior to the Time Lords. Well, well, they were technologically so. So maybe there could be, there could have been a bit no, of a no, struggle. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't. He doesn't that. say that. He does. He says something along the lines. They would certainly. Yeah, yeah, miles. they're very superior. They travelled the universe and everything, but I don't think they're time travellers. Maybe there, maybe not. They're just space travellers. The space travellers. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I, On I the walls of a temple in Peru. <laughs> but I'd, li- I'd like to see something along those lines. I think. As for a doctor, uh, oh, it's gonna be a difficult one. I, I don't know. I'd like maybe Sylvester McCoy. That could be good fun. Yeah. Get a bit of Seventh Doctor in there. A bit of the Exelons. Bit of flip it on its head. Have an have Bilal helping out. An older Bilal. Who's uh, oh, yeah. who's you know who's or I suppose he'd be younger in this case or maybe not who knows oh. mm-hmm. who knows it's just a whole wealth of of ideas there but yeah well like a broken record that's my <laughs> thing 
Well, as you can see, Jenny Shirt, that was an interesting question that got some interesting answers. And Jenny Shirt, not to be confused with Jenny Fletcher, who made an appearance in a big Finnish Day convention uh, podcast ages ago. I always remember her for the way she said her name. Where are you, Jenny Fletcher? Why haven't we heard from you? Anyway, here's another email. It's from Richard Tingley. But before I read it out, Benji, I'm going to have to collect my son from uh, school. Oh, okay, okay. So can I? You'll be all right because you said until five, didn't you? Yeah, you'll be it'll right? be fine. I'm going to go grab something to eat anyway, so that'll yeah. be perfect. I haven't had any lunch yet, so it's it's a perfect opportunity. Oh yeah, you're to... late on your lunch, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I was working. I was just. I was. I have mine at around about twelve. You know, I, you I know. try to have mine about half. I get up so half, <laughs> half so starving by twelve. I have about half twelve, one o'clock. But I, I, it depends how into my work. And I was really into. I was doing a, a scene, and it was just really complicated. So I was just wired up. Well, all this has been very interesting for the listeners, but uh, for Benji and I, we're we're going away, but we'll be straight back with that email uh, from Richard Tingley. What a lovely name! Awesome name. His his, his molecules are indeed. Tingly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's press stop. Yes, and here we are back. Back again. uh, Yeah, me uh, picking up Ben from school, walking down the road, delivering him to the hairdressers, and now the builders have gone completely (laughs) crazy, so sorry for any noise. (laughs) They're really. I said. I just said to Benji, it's like Quatermass and the pit. They're, they're <laughs> digging something up here. Typical. Anyway. Isn't it? Always when you, as soon as you click the red button, they start. That's usually yeah, that's the right. way. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Something whizzing through. Uh, yes. So Richard Tingley says, uh, dear Nick and Benji, just uh, to warn you, I only do three types of punctuation: full stops, commas, and brackets. Please do not judge me. I like that. I like that. He's not complicated. He's straight, no. straight to the point, and I, I like that in a person. I particularly like what he's put at the end of his email, but I'll save that for the end of the email, funnily enough. Uh, I had a brief wonderment whilst listening to your most recent and most excellent podcasts. Podcasts are a big things these days, and there seems to be a wealth of podcast networks springing up all over the place. You should do the jaw heart there. Uh, It seems to me that Big Finish would be well-placed, he's looking for the jaw heart now, uh, to start hosting or producing, though I understand that takes loads of time and cashola podcasts. Big Finish covers so many properties. (laughs) It's amazing. Now he's given up. What do you do with that Jaws harp? You just hide it. Don't I don't know. I, 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 it's it's the the result of trying to sell your house that you have to keep tidying everything up. Oh, I and see. And so you never actually know where things are. It yeah, seems. could scupper a purchase if they see a Jaws harp. It's true. Sold now. I was going to buy the house, so I went in this room and there was a Jaws harp. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Well, a geezer did come round and say, oh, he said, yes, he said, this would make a most excellent music room. And it turns out he plays the organ. But, oh. um, but yes, we've sold. No it's jokes, please. Not going uh, to him. Big Finish covers so many properties that I have no doubt similar themed podcasts would sit within the Big Finish body of work. There must be Sherlock Holmes podcasts or cult TV podcasts that are crying out for a home. Oh, give me a Help me. <laughs> That sounded like the end of the Vincent Price version of The Fly. Help me. 
Uh, there could even be writing podcast featured. Hmm. Just an idea I had that I thought I would share. Thank you, Richard. We like sharing. You don't have to do it, of course. No, no, we don't. You're right. I mean, who am I to tell you what to do? The cheek of me. In fact, forget I mentioned it. Carry on with what you do. Again, who am I to tell you to carry it? I'll go now. Cheers, Richard Tingley. Emailed from my brain via my fingers. <laughs> I love that. I That's love good. That. that is good. Well, Richard, there you go. There's a thought, isn't it? Yeah. But we try to do special edition podcasts now and again, don't we, when we can? Yeah. You know, I think the, the beauty of it of a podcast is you don't know what you're going to get. Last week it was building work. You know, yes, it's true. Yeah, we haven't done any building work this week, no, no. just as well. It's quite popular. Twi- Twitter on. was Twitter was ringing with people enjoying that that banter. <laughs> the glossary of building terms. <laughs> um, listen, that's all we've got time for this edition. There were loads more emails, and rest assured, we do read them all. Or at least I do. I don't. I don't send them all to Benji. Uh, perhaps I should send them all because <laughs> you're not busy enough. Yeah, read some emails. Anyway, uh, yes, we'll be catching up with them, uh, as many of them as we can anyway, at some point. Uh, Benji, there, uh, there was some love for your career history last time. Oh, That was nice. People liked hearing that. Uh, anyway, more emails next week on this very podcast. Well, not this very one, the next one. Uh, and the one after that, as far as I'm concerned. Well, thank you, everybody, that messaged in. And uh, sorry if we didn't get round to you, but it's lovely to hear so many people uh, messaging in and enjoying listening to our random meanderings. And so without further ado, um, I'm going to slap all the emails into one great big envelope, put them into the letterbox of time, and let them flutter away uh, like the umbrella from earlier. There we go. Magic. I nearly got the umbrella out, but sometimes, some not always. Don't don't. Sometimes less is more. Yeah, you don't. You know, you don't need to. That's, that's the beauty. You know, it's there if if you if you want to. Not. Oh, it is here. It is. Right. And that that noise it makes when you go. Hold on. It's not doing it. <laughs> it's it's like a. I've got this wonderful vision of of, of, of an Englishman down. just trying to trying to. Hey! Oh, it's very underwhelming. Nearly got the computer. You got over. bad luck right. now. You got bad luck. You opened it all the way. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That ex- probably explains a lot of my luck. <laughs> that I open umbrellas indoors. Meant to be bad luck if you didn't know that. Anyway, time now for our guest star interview. With before I talk about umbrellas for the rest of the podcast, uh, with acclaimed prolific actor John Heffernan, I caught up with him after uh, nearly destroying his voice <laughs> in the Prisoner Volume Two for an episode entitled "Hammer into Anvil." Hello, John Heffernan, and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. Hello, thank you very much. Delightful to be here. I've never said your name out loud to you. I did pronounce your surname correctly. You did, yeah. It's not Hefferman or Hessenan or... (laughs) You've had all that. Hedeman or... Yeah, I've had all sorts. (laughs) I accept them all. I'm not picky. Now, people listening might know you from things like, I don't know, Ripper Street or... um, Did a stint on that? Luther. Luther. A little, bit of, a, bit, a little bit on Luther. And and Jonathan Strange. bits of people. Wait, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, 
Yes. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Norrell, that's yeah. right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very good memory. Yeah. yeah. You're generally quite horrid in everything I do, you do. I do horrible people. I went through a phase. I started off playing really nice, sort of meek and mild people, sort of geeks. But then so, I clearly had some kind of personality transplant or something, and I just play absolute <laughs> rotters now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to dwell on it too much. Well, and you've done quite a lot for Big Finish, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I haven't counted, but I reckon five or six now, maybe, maybe more. Not, I, I, I know that this is small fry compared to some of the other members of the company who've <laughs> totted up many, many more. But yeah, I love doing them. Oh well, we're very glad to have you. And today we've been doing the prisoner. We have, and which I've helped to destroy your voice by making you <laughs> I, I'm so of... sorry if I feel hoarse I just I did, yeah I, I uh, didn't really uh, <laughs> I just completely went for it didn't I did. <laughs> that is an admirable stupidly. quality yes I like that John thank you yeah. pace myself I should pace myself and I have said uh, to other people but not to you that um, I, I'd wanted to cast you uh, but because you're so horrible on television I did that classic, you know, real feeble-minded thing of being quite intimidated by the fact that you just seem so horrible. I, and so, you know, I was very pleased to meet you. And uh, do you remember when we met? It was very recently. So. Yeah. Well, yes, at, um, for the Doctor Who with um, Tom Baker. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. and, and then discovered that you were a very nice human being. And I suddenly thought, oh, I can cast him now because he's not, he's not like some horrible villain. I mean, I, I feel so simple-minded. I do yeah. still hog all the crisps at lunchtime. Though. I don't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got to keep an eye on me. <laughs> so the first question is, you know, where, uh, I ask everyone who comes on the podcast in an mm. attempt to make it about me is when did when did we first meet? We've covered that. That's part. We have covered that. I'll tell you the you next two. You and I, two, yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. Where the, the next two questions, I'll tell you them, the, the last two questions they are in advance. The, the first one is what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? And the second one is what's tingling your molecules about entertainment in general at the moment? So let's take the first one about big finish when you say tingling my molecules yeah. do, do you mean exci- exciting me and yeah, yeah. getting me all keyed up um that's a fantastic <laughs> phrase i've never heard that before i don't know i used to say agitating and i've changed it to tingling <laughs> <laughs> um well about big finish I've, i i i my 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 molecules have never not been tingled by big finish and i, and I mean that genuinely i've i've loved every single job i've done uh, with them, the scripts are great. The people are fantastic. You have a, you have a great time, and it's people who are passionate about the series that they're working on, and that's not always the case. Um, and uh, so it's just a really fabulous atmosphere. Um, I have to admit, in the case of the prisoner, I n- I didn't know the original stories. Um, uh, the original the, is nineteen sixties series, so that it has sent me back to that, where. Um, and I'll, I'll try and dig it up over the next few days and see what I should have done in the role of number, number, number two. God yes. no. Originally played by Patrick Cargill. Uh, um, yes. It's yeah, it's hmm, it's on iTunes. I think you'll be able to get it. Oh, is it? Quite oh, cheap. Okay. You'll be able to buy it on okay. iTunes. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you a bit of a geek? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, you are. you are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, about certain things, yeah. yeah. About Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's a period of Doctor Who, but I was, I was, I was of the gen. I'm, uh, I'm 35 now, and uh, oh, I just you. clipped. I, <laughs> I know, and I just clipped Sylvester McCoy. I just, I just, I just caught him when I was very young, oh. before the great um, 
disappearing yes. act. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I really got, and then I got into it um, uh, again, of course, when Chris Eccleston and David Tennant took over. But uh, yeah, I loved it. And then I did a theatre job with Sylvester McCoy. And, oh, um, wow. and, and, and what was it? We were, do, we were a year together going around the world. And I didn't even muster the um, courage over the course of 12 months to say how fantastic I thought he was. Was that King so Lear? I must do that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness me. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Have yeah, you worked yeah, with him for Big Finish? With Big Finish? No, no. We Paul McGann, Tom Baker... But not Sylvester, I don't think. Oh, we should remedy that. At yeah, some that would point. be fabulous. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> okay, um, what about uh, generally? Oh no, what I, what I was going to say with Big Finish. Have you heard any that you're not in, or have you ever listened to Big Finishes? That... I haven't, and I okay. should, and I know, and I really, and I really should. I'm not trying to say you should. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just well, I want to, and I was at the BBC, and I'm going to sort of shame this, but, but I was I was sitting because someone had inv- uh, invited me to the BBC Radio um, Drama Awards, and you won, of course. Yes, there we were. Uh, stage. Yeah, um, and I was, I think I was in a drama that was related to that one, but not that one in particular. I think the one you won for was quite a contained one, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, it was best Hattie online. Marahan and, and, oh, yeah, um, oh, I see what you mean, yes. Yeah. But it was quite a contained drama, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was a, those it was. small cast, it was fr- yeah, Hattie and Nicola Walker and... And and Paul McGann. Paul McGann, And yeah. a couple of other people, I think, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, it was very contained, yeah. Um, but I'd love to listen to that one. Um, it is a beautiful piece of work, and I can say that because I had nothing to do with making <laughs> yes, it. Yes, you you know, I'm not being bumptious. I mean, you know, I, I allowed people to make it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's an odd thing to say. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, what about entertainment in general? What's tingling your molecules? You know, anything you've seen or read or heard? You know, it could be music, oh my a play, goodness. a wow. TV, a book, anything you like. Oh, particularly like gosh, a snapshot this moment okay uh well uh well right at the moment i'm getting very excited about the new series of line of duty starting on tv yes when i'm that... a huge fan of that it's a real police corruption oh, sort of there's so series, many twists on bbc one yes. yeah yeah and everyone's terrific in it and the writing uh by a guy called jeb mercurio i just think he's just the business and there's one actor, they're all fab in it, but there's one actor, Adrian Dunbar, who I don't yeah. know whether you've worked with before. Yes, we have in Big what, Finish. We've had him in. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I just, oh, yeah, I think he is just amazing. Is he in this series, though? Yes, not, I think oh, so. Yes, because he's not in any he's of the ma- clips or trailers I've seen. Oh, God, I hope they haven't. Don't You've got me worried now. <laughs> it got me worried because I, I kept thinking, well, where's Adrian Dunbar? Because there seems to be hit by a poison dart or something, <laughs> taken out. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. I'm watching The Replacement. Oh, yes. uh, is it called The Replacement? It it's is, on TV yeah, at the moment. Which is, uh, yeah, someone else mentioned that. Who mentioned that? That's Johnny. That was, uh, Lu- uh, Lucy Briggs Owen mentioned that the other day. Oh, the, really? The replacement, yeah. yeah it's really well, that's really well done. Thriller, yeah. Um, one again. Yeah. I'm mentioning this just for people listening that they can, you know, maybe find it on the iPlayer. But if they're in America, I have no idea. No, they're where, where is it you on go. BBC America? I, I no don't idea. know. It just goes out, doesn't it, somehow? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, and I've got lots to catch up on. I know I should have caught Stranger Things by now. And, oh, um, you should. I know I should watch yes, that. That's and, good. That's and, good. And Black Mirror, I'm halfway yeah, through. Black Mirror, very good, uh, worthwhile. Yes, really want to see that. So there's quite a few things. That, and and theatre-wise, I saw Andrew Scott in Hamlet um, a few weeks ago at the Almeida. That was just brilliant. And I was t- telling you at lunch, I saw a play last night. 
um, uh, the Donmar Limehouse, which I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. And music, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Are you now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, your eyes just glazed over like that. Oh, no, 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 I was... Uh, Someone pe- has to be. <laughs> people love Bruce Springsteen. I'm yeah. not... Uh, I mean, I, I can listen to it and, and like it, but I was at drama school with a guy who was crazy about Bruce Springsteen. Up until then, I had never heard of him. But yeah, that's why I had a look on my face then because... I had a lot of Bruce Springsteen thrown my oh, way. Yeah. That's never the best way, is it, when you've got someone there going, being evangelical about him. People are that about him. He inspires uh, yeah. quite strong feelings. Um, yeah, so those would be, that would Very be nice. my, that's what's firing me up. I should just mention that Line of Duty, one of our writers, Andrew Smith, that used to be a high-ranking police officer, uh, and he uh, says all nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It drives him absolutely <laughs> mad. He goes into a complete rage. Oh no, they would it. never do that. Yeah, he says it's all it's so total. convincing. Yeah, it all it looks is. so. Yeah, I totally believe it. And when and when this guy Andrew says this lovely guy, he says this, and and people just say, well, I don't want to listen. They're not they're not interested <laughs> in what he has to say because it's such a good drama. Anyway, thank you very much, John. Pleasure it's as always. You've been brilliant in the prisoner. Oh, thank you for that. for having me. <laughs> Huge thanks to John, who is lovely and brilliant. Have you ever met him, John? Heffernan? I've not met him. He's been in uh, in some of the productions I've worked on, but I've not mm. met him actually. Just our paths haven't crossed, it seems. But uh, I've heard nothing but good things about him, which is brilliant. And he's a fantastic actor. Uh, really, really breathes life into everything that he he takes on, which is nice. Oh well, I mean, he is brilliant in the prisoner. Oh. Looking forward to hearing that. I destroyed his voice because there was a bit where he absolutely lets rip with complete mania, <laughs> and afterwards his voice was a bit like that. Oh no! I said, "You're not filming tomorrow or anything." I went, "No, no, I'm not doing anything for a week." I said, "Thank goodness for that." that said, Just... We'll send you some strepsils in the post. <laughs> I mean, it was his decision to go mad like that, but it was. Uh, yeah, lovely. I, I uh, he's one of those actors. I mean, he already is a bit of a star, but I, I, I predict mega stardom for him. He's going to be one of those character actors who's in everything, or there may even be one sort of huge starring role waiting for him that will pr- catapult him into the stratosphere. Not literally. There's not much air up there. That wouldn't be nice. That'd be horrible. That'd be a, a, a se- not a sentence you'd want passed over you, would you? Um, no, but uh, hi- the hypothetical stratosphere certainly sounds appealing. Um, so thank you very much, uh, John, for that lovely interview. And now it is time, guess what, for us to select a random hammer from Nicholas Briggs <laughs> from, from the outside of Nick's shed. Um, time to select a random release from the Pick Finish archive. So it's our good old friend Ran, the randomoid selectatron. Cue their funky music. It's not that funky, is it? Well, it's funky mind. enough. I mean, what do you That'll want? Do. Okay, yeah. press the button, Benji. Button has been activating, and and this week actually, we've we've got something uh, rather different uh, to all you people that fancy a break from uh, listening through headphones. This is cleaning up. It's a short film. Nick, you were in it, and you can tell us all about it. <laughs> well, it's written by the uh, written and directed by the Geria brothers, Simon and Thomas. Uh, Thomas, I've called him Tom. And uh, yeah, they asked me to be in it. It's um, 
Uh, let me look it up because it's got it stars Mark Gatiss and uh, Lou Jameson. I know that, um, and uh, it's a sort of crime thrillery thing. And the idea is it's a tease for a much uh, bigger movie. Um, Mark is brilliant as this sort of assassin in it. He's got the most amazing moustache. And they were just looking for people involved in Big Finish to come in and do bits and bobs. Now, I was originally going to have a part in it. I can't remember what it was, but they got, because I couldn't quite make it for that bit of the filming, they gave it to someone else. And then they said, oh, could you be the security guard? And the security guard is not giving anything away. I'm there sitting at the desk right at the beginning um, doing a crossword in a newspaper I think and then Mark Gatiss comes in and I just look up and then you cut to the credits and you just as you cut you hear oh. just, basically I get shot in the face <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of like you know revenge on Nick Briggs for anyone who's been irritated by me the beginning of this movie is worth watching you know you can imagine that character's funeral can't you, you know his, his wife standing there going well you know at least he died doing something he enjoyed Still, I'd, uh, he'll never be able to forgive himself for not getting five across. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Lovely bit of artwork on the uh, poster as well. It's fab. It really reminds me of uh, a bit of that sort of like Get Carter style. Yes. Sort of, you know, that vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's been nominated for all sorts of fantastic things. If you go on the site and look for cleaning up the, the download of it, which is... Um, uh, uh, very very cheap um, it's meant to be raising money for uh, a bigger production and hopefully you can still contribute to that I don't know I don't know where they are with that there are also uh, some trailers for some other films by the Guria brothers um, one is The Wizard starring um, David Warner and also The Plotters which is an hilarious one about the uh, gunpowder plot people and they're all in a darkened room trying to you know sort out their plot to blow up parliament but no, if you if you know anything about history, the, the history of the gunpowder plot, a lot of them had. There were lots of Roberts for certain. <laughs> there were some other, and none of them know who each other is because they all look exactly the same because they all got a beard and moustache and a big black hat. <laughs> they go, no, that's me. No, and it's just this hilarious sketch of complete misunderstandings. It's very good. Anyway, I do recommend cleaning up. It's really uh, cheap and it's a beautifully made little film. Uh, if you can get past the tiny bit with me in, yeah. It was great to have Mark in it. Simon's a lovely guy too. Have you ever seen it? I've not seen it. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I remember. I remember vaguely when it came out, but I just. I think I saw the trailer for it, but I'd never sort of followed through with actually the end of it. But I remember there was a buzz about it when it was when it was. I think it was on Twitter or something. I saw it. Oh, that's where I get all my news. Is on Twitter. You see. Yeah, yeah. You might, young might have, uh, might social have to, media person. Might have to dive in and check it out. It looks awesome. Well, it comes thoroughly recommended. That's our rather short uh, RAN section. But, you know, it's good. It's, it's a bit different. It's shaking it up a bit, like a, like a maraca. You know, it's all... It's all literally like a literally maraca. Literally like a maraca. So there we have it. RAN has decided to take his headphones off and uh, put his feet up on the sofa to watch a film. <laughs> Get your feet off! Get your feet off there! Who taught you? Where? I don't know where he gets it from. I don't know where he gets it from. Uh, so yes, as this podcast is consumed in a giant floating balloon called Rover, which if you stay at the Copthorne Hotel in um, in Newcastle and look across uh, the River Tyne, you can see uh, what looks like Rover sort of in the trees. It's the most 
terrifying thing actually to, to see uh, so yes as, as this is consumed by a giant floating balloon called Rover just time for Nick to round up the latest releases just time for me to shut the window because the, honestly the building site it's it, honestly I feel like I'm I'm there with them yeah Nick's actually I sitting thought, in like a portaloo on a building site <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes the latest release is The Lives of Captain Jack starring John Barrowman Camille Kajuri Russell Tovey Alexandra Vlahos need I say more I think not Torchwood underscore Cascade underscore CD rip doc dot Naoko Mori on superb form in this latest Torchwood adventure with a very weird and difficult to read out title. Shadow Planet and World Apart, a great double bill of Sylvester McCoy Doctor Who adventures out now on double CD. We gave you a 15 minute tease of episode one of Shadow Planet in last week's podcast. You can easily look that up and listen. Yeah, go on. Subterranea, the latest adventure for the fourth Doctor and Romana, played by Tom Baker and Lala Ward, oh, written by Johnny Morris. What more can I do to recommend it to you? The first Doctor Volume 2, a companion Chronicles adventure starring Peter Purvis, Annika Wills, and Maureen O'Brien. There'll be Daleks in it too. They don't speak like that though. I don't know why I did it in that voice. Survivors Series 6, something that Benji and I have got in common. We both Indeed. worked on it. Benji did the sound design, I did the music. More compelling apocalyptic drama, really hard hitting, really worth listening to. Based on the hit 1970s TV series from the pen of Dalek creator Terry Nation. Getting great reviews. There was a 10 out of 10, wasn't there? That you, two uh, 10 out of 10s I've seen. Two, two 10 out of 10s. Does that mean 20 out of 10? It means tw- 20, out, good at 20 out of 20? 20 out of... Yeah, who, who knows? But, um, and that's your brilliant. lot. That was the lot. So it goes... So it went. Any moment now, it'll be time for our 15-minute drama tease of The Island of Dr. Moreau, the latest in our, in our series of H.G. Wells dramatisations. But before that... That was my dog pattering, uh, jumping off the bed onto the floor. Uh, but before that, it's time for our last few words from this podcast. Oh, well, listen, Benji, you told me that it's it's your dad's birthday today. It is my dad's birthday. It's his, his, what have you got planned? Um, well, at, at the moment, we're just we're going out later and uh, going out, grabbing a meal, having a couple of drinks. But it's gonna Lovely. be a, it's gonna be a good couple of days of, of partying, I think, because he's sixty. So it's his, it's it's the big one, you know, the old. Uh, the old train pass. He, he gets the choice of the bus pass or the train pass, and I was like, oh, right. "You can't have both." You can't have both, I don't think. And oh, and so really? I was like, "Well, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? You've got to get the train pass." You know, yeah. who who likes travelling on buses? Nobody. Uh, who likes David Richardson? Does does David really? He's a real bus freak. Oh, yeah, he won't no. go on the tube in London. Oh no, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do the nah. bus because in the winter it gets all. Condent, you know, condensation inside, and it's always, mm. you know, it's uncomfortable. So yeah, we're just going to have a nice chilled out time. I've, I've bought him a, uh, a Land Rover four x four driving experience for him to enjoy. So he's gonna, wow. he's gonna go crazy. So it's going to be good fun. Going to be good fun. Brilliant! What a fantastic son you are. Well, you know what? What can I say? Um, no, that's <laughs> nice. I just wanted to know because I knew it was a special day. This Brilliant. is when I just well, say, now nah, we're just, you know, staying in. <laughs> cup of tea. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't really get on. No, we, no. you know, we just um, might watch a watch a film. Uh, or not. Or not. Yeah, maybe just uh, maybe just the one show. So. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> which for anyone who doesn't know is a terrible program <laughs> on in the early evening on BBC One with two really irritating presenters <laughs> who I hope do listen to the Big Finish podcast yeah, they're all right really I can't even remember their names Matt Baker is one of them Matt Baker a yeah. man who has no detectable sense of irony he's, he's, he's got a bit of a crazy career started off in Blue Beater went off he does like the one show but also does uh, move to the country it's all a bit higgledy yeah. piggledy he kept, I, the reason I've got a bone to pick with him is that he came to the set of Dalek when we were filming that, the first Dalek story for the new series of Doctor Who. And um, he, uh, he, had, he had a go on my ring modulator without asking my permission. That's my property. He just, he just started interfering. I came over and he was playing with it. And I just went, uh, excuse me, what? You know, he's, he's just that sort of gormless grin on his face. He also broke the Dalek. He got in the Dalek and he shunted it forwards and, and did something to the sucker. Oh, no. Yeah, they were having the Blue Peter team on the set of Doctor Who was a little bit like someone letting, you know, a cat loose amongst the pigeons. Oh. <laughs> or like a dog coming to the set that just ran around and knocked everything over. Well, yeah. that's what you get from writing the Blue Peter team. I suppose, you know, they, they, should, they should really... They they should have learned by now, you know. Having worked with paper mache and cardboard tubes, things are delicate and fragile. Don't touch yeah. them. Daleks <laughs> are not made of cardboard, although some are. Maybe you know. Yeah, probably. Yes, the cardboard cutoutoid um, Daleks from Power of the Daleks. Um, <laughs> of course, that was in the days when uh, you know quite a few people watched Blue Peter. I think it's watched by about seven people now. Uh, but back in those days, I never was, liked you know, it. I never liked Blue Peter because I was. That doesn't I, surprise me. You're too. I thought it for squares. I just thought, why? Yeah, what, I, was, yeah. I was like, why? Why do I want to come back home from school, uh, a place where I've been learning all day, to then watch Blue Peter, where they where they teach Be patronized they pa- by Blue Peter? Well, you know, I don't want to learn about the rainforests. I want to watch things of people shooting each other and explosions <laughs> and spaceships and and, yeah. and occasionally. Um, I don't know something I don't know what I'm, anything other than Blue Peter basically well back in the day they used to have lots of Doctor Who on Blue Peter and that was always exciting they used to sort of have Daleks on and things like that oh in fact they had they had me on as a Dalek several times they did that great uh, the great Blue it was like in the 90s late 90s early 2000s where there was like the Doctor Who special or something there were loads load of Daleks and Cybermen and Sea Devils and, 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 and yes isn't that where Peter Duncan forgot what he was talking about when he was talking about the Kraals or something <laughs> and they cut they cut away to a kraal and someone obviously handed him a script because he was going and they uh, they did things they wanted to uh, and they cut away and then suddenly he seemed to know what he was saying oh, they didn't God. have auto cue they used to just have to learn it all the things I heard those young innocent presenters saying when I was on the set of Blue Peter I thought what <laughs> from their mouths comes this this is meant to I, be I was, a kid show but you see back in the day back in the 70s if you'd been around you would have been a magpie watcher, wouldn't you? Oh, magpie, magpie, yeah. Oh, I remember magpie. Mag- the badges makes me think of those little magpie. Yeah, magpie is brilliant. Crackerjack yeah, as well. Yeah, but you were too young to see it. I was too young to see it. I, I, I grew up just watching loads of old things and uh, old tapes of, of things. And that, Trust me, I, I, I've, I've seen so many old things now that I'm, I, I have conversations with people about things. And they're like, how do you know about that? And I get to the point where like, well, I just thought everybody knew about that. <laughs> uh, you know who, who didn't watch that who, who doesn't watch no, play for today it's it's just you and me benji I think so that's it yeah yeah it's a club but yes anyway mm. we've rambled uh, well and truly into the end here so um 
those were the last the last words. Have you got any last words? That's it. My my last word is goodbye. Yeah, I suppose that's a good way to round things off. Goodbye. Oh, time now for The Island of Dr. Moreau, dramatised and directed by Ken Bentley and starring Ronald Pickup and John Heffernan. Uh, the first 15 minutes thereof. I do not propose to add anything to what has already been written concerning the loss of the Lady Vane. As everyone knows, on February the 1st, 1887, she collided with a derelict when ten days out from Kalau. But I have to add to the published story another, possibly as horrible and far stranger.
hitherto been supposed that the three men who were in the dinghy perished. But this is incorrect. I have the best of evidence for this assertion. For I was one of the three men. We had only a small beaker of water and some soddened biscuits. So sudden had been the alarm, so unprepared the ship for any disaster. We thought the longboat, which had escaped with seven of the crew, would be better provisioned, but next morning when the drizzle cleared, we could see nothing of them. We drifted for eight days altogether. After the first day, we said little to one another and lay in our places in the boat, staring at the horizon. The sun became pitiless. The water ended on the fourth day, and we were already thinking strange things and saying them with our eyes, but it was, I think, the sixth, before Helmar gave voice to the thing we had all been thinking. We cannot. To live, we must. But... Not all of us will. I'd rather scuttle the boat and perish among the sharks. <laughs> then we all should die. This way, some of us have a chance. He speaks the truth. No. How should we uh, do this? We must draw lots. Oh, I shan't do it. Or oh, perhaps we should volunteer him instead. No. Keep away from me. Put the knife down. I will not. As it is, we're all as good as dead. Well, look at him. Doesn't have it in him to fight. No. We can't. We mustn't. We haven't the choice. Let's get this over with. He must agree. We must all agree. Well... Very well. If we must. Pass me his knife. We will use fibers from this rope. Hand it over. I'm quite capable. Thank you. Here. It is only fair that he be the first to choose. Very well. Do it, man! Before we all 
die of starvation. Now, you. Those are the rules. We must abide by the rules. Not on your life, we did don't. Stop this! Get your hands off me! Let's go of him! Pass me the knife! Here! I can't! Take him! Get off me! No! No! Reach for me! The two sank like stones, and I remember a laugh caught me suddenly, like a thing from without. I lay across the thwarts for I know not how long, thinking that if I had the strength I would drink seawater and madden myself to die quickly. And even as I lay there I saw, with no more interest than if it had been a picture, a sail come up towards me over the skyline. It never entered my head to attempt to attract attention. I remember how the boat swayed with the seas and the horizon with the sail above it danced up and down. I also remember I had a persuasion that I was dead, and I thought what a jest it was that they should come too late by such a little to catch me in my body. But I do not remember anything distinctly after the sight of her side until I found myself in a little cabin aft. Those are we must abide by the rules. Not on your life, we did. Pass me the knife! Take it! No! No! How do you feel? Do you speak English? I asked, how do you feel? Uh, all, all right. I cannot recollect how I got here. You were picked up in a boat, starving, very nearly dead. Yeah, sit. That's it. Take some of this. <coughs> oh. What is it? You're in luck. To get picked up by a ship with a medical man aboard. Montgomery's the name. Um, 
Prendick. Edward Prendick. Welcome aboard, Mr. Prendick. What ship is this? A trader from Erika. I never asked where she came from in the beginning. Out of the land of born fools, I guess. I'm a passenger myself. Notice your arms, sir. I've injected some stuff into you. You've been insensible for nearly 30 hours. What's that? A silly ass who owns this ship. Captain Two, named Davis. Red-headed fellow with a temper to match. Three parts drunk. Lost his certificate or something. You know the kind of man. Calls a thing the Ipecacuana of all the silly, infernal names. You know, I'm dying to hear of how you came to be alone in that boat. There was blood on the gunwale. Am I eligible for solid food? Thanks to me. Even now, the mutton is boiling. Mm. That was good. Is this an ocean menagerie? Looks like it, doesn't it? Puma's a fine specimen. What are these beasts for? devil's going on? Didn't I see if I saw your mug again? I'd hit you between the two! Steady on there! <laughs> Look here, Captain, this won't do. Uh, what won't do? That man of mine's a passenger. Go to hell. I do what I like on my own ship. Blasted sawbones. The man's drunk. You'll do no good. He's always drunk. Do you think that excuses his assaulting his passengers? My ship was a clean ship. Look at it now. You agreed to take the beasts. I wish I'd never set eyes on your infernal island. That man of yours, he's a lunatic. And he ain't no business aft. Do you think the old damn ship belonged to you? Your sailors began to haze the poor devil as soon as he came aboard. <laughs> That's just what he is. He's a devil. An ugly devil, too. My men can't stand him. None of us can stand him. Nor you, neither. I'd advise you to leave the man alone. If he comes to the end of the ship again, I'll cut his insides out, I tell you. Who are you to tell me what I'm to do, huh? I tell you, I'm the captain of this ship. Captain and owner. And this here cap, hmm, says so. I'm the law here, I tell you. The law and the prophet. I bargained to take the man and his attendant to and from Eureka and bring back some animals and I never bargained to carry a sawbones on his mad devil. Shut up! Shut up, will I? Why, you've got a sauce box on you for a bit of flotsam. This is my bloody ship and you dare to come at me with sharp, you mutinous scoundrel! Leave him be! And you with a fare unpaid too, you damn Mary! Stop this! I'll have you! I'll have you! I should dash your brains out! <laughs> What's that you say? Yonder! On the starboard bow! I'll deal with you anon. Heave to! We want the man! All hands off deck! Heave to! You have no business here. Your place is forward. They won't have me forward. Can I help? God. We shall arrive by morning. Until then, you must stay in my cabin. Is the man well? Go! He'll be fine.